You're listening to Trademarks Made Easy. Trademarks Made Easy is the podcast focused on helping brand owners in the e-commerce space. With your host, Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. But don't worry, you won't find too much legalese here. Well, hey there. I'm your host, Susie Hickson, also known as the private label lawyer. As a trademark lawyer with specific experience in the private label world, my goal is to help you navigate the e-commerce space by properly selecting and protecting and just as important, enforcing your trademarks. In today's episode, we're going to dig into how to handle counterfeit sellers on Amazon. Now, you might want to get your pen and paper ready because I have a lot of juicy tips and tricks here. Grab your pen and paper, yeah, I like to go old school sometimes, and get ready to take notes. You ready? Here we go. Now, wouldn't you love to watch your Amazon business explode? I mean, in a good way, of course. Did you know that there are already 2 million sellers on Amazon, and it's growing every single day? And 2 million sure sounds like a lot, but that number pales in comparison to the over 1 billion items sold on the platform worldwide. And I bet you had no idea that Amazon traffic hovers at around 175 million visitors per month. So what does this mean for your business now that Amazon has literally transformed itself into a king-sized flea market? It means that you must proactively protect your brands to ensure your business succeeds. As an Amazon seller, you really must stay alert. Don't allow your products to be eaten by counterfeit predators or drown in the murky waters of the gray market. Many people ask me, why is it essential to stay alert as my products are being sold online? Well, that's an easy one. We all have that one friend who brags about the Gucci purse she bought for only $100. Ugh, this is exactly what can happen to your product if you are an Amazon seller or you're thinking about joining this giant e-commerce platform. Do you want your customers to receive a cheap counterfeit version of your product that could tarnish the reputation of your brand and company? I didn't think so. Do you want your products to be leaked out into the public through unauthorized distribution channels where they trickle down into the murky waters of the gray market? Hail to the no. Don't let this happen to your cherished brand. So let's learn to be proactive and just look a little closer at how to spot suspicious activity on your Amazon listing when it comes to counterfeits in the gray market. So what exactly is a counterfeit good and how can I spot suspicious activity, you might ask? So a counterfeit good is simply an imitation made by a third party other than the trademark owner with the intent to deceptively represent its contents or origins to consumers. All counterfeits are trademark infringements, but not all trademark infringements are counterfeits. In other words, there are various types of trademark infringement, and counterfeit is just one of them. So what are you dealing with? Look at the seller name and location. Now, if it appears to be China-based, you're likely dealing with a straight-up egregious counterfeit activity and your brand is at risk of being devoured 
by the e-commerce predators. Now, if you have a registered trademark, and you should, you could consider recording your trademark with U.S. Customs. This is just another step in your brand protection arsenal. What exactly are gray market goods and how can I recognize them? You might be asking yourself now. So the gray market can be thought of as this large body of water. It's the place where the unauthorized distribution of your products occur. Perhaps retail arbitragers have obtained your products at a liquidation sale. For example, these products might not be eligible for a manufacturer's warranty. They might be priced considerably lower than the MSRP and thereby damage your brand value. Still further, gray market products are often not eligible for rebate benefits offered by the manufacturer or even post-purchase customer service. Unfortunately for brand owners and manufacturers, gray market goods end up on the Amazon platform and oftentimes Amazon's customers are duped into purchasing from these sellers. Now, although they might think they are getting a great deal, there's no guarantee that the manufacturer will honor any type of warranty or provide any type of consistent post-purchase customer service. So gray market goods aren't technically counterfeits. However, oftentimes arguments can be formulated that will force these types of sellers into a counterfeit seller position when one can show an actual material difference in the products. If the seller appears to be U.S.-based, you're very likely dealing with a situation where the seller has somehow obtained your products through the gray market, and that is the unauthorized distribution channels. Again, these are typically retail arbitragers that have the power to drown the value of your brand in these murky gray market waters if you really aren't on the lookout. People often ask me, how can I enforce my brand off the Amazon platform if I become prey to counterfeit predators or gray market sharks? So in other words, they ask, do I have to go through the platform to deal with these third parties? Well, the answer is most certainly not. And if anything, I suggest trying to avoid the Amazon platform these days for the enforcement of any type of intellectual property. First of all, I think it's really important to try to deal with the seller or the other party directly. Now, when a counterfeit seller is recognized, this should be addressed immediately. You might want to deal with the seller directly by sending them a notice of infringement or a cease and desist letter. Now, the tone can be very kind. It doesn't have to be aggressive or mean. Sometimes people don't really know what they're doing on the Amazon platform. Such correspondence will put that third party on notice, and it gives the third party an opportunity to remove themselves. Also, you can frame the letter as an exploratory letter and not be too aggressive in order to learn a bit more about where they, what exactly they're selling and where they're actually procuring the product. And should you discover that a distributor is breaching your agreement, you may need to revisit that agreement and determine if and how to get out of it. So let's talk about sending out cease and desist letters. First of all, you need to find out where that party is located, the, the recipient of the letter. You might need to do some super sleuthing and or outsource this work to someone who can help you investigate. If the seller is located in China, it's a bit unlikely your demand letter will carry much weight because they know it's difficult to enforce in China. 
While Amazon might help, you might want to consider hiring a law firm in China to help you. If the seller is actually located in the U.S., you might want to have a U.S. attorney prepare a demand letter for you to ensure that the appropriate language is being used. If you investigate that seller and realize it might be someone you know or a distributor breaching your distribution contract, you might want to see what you can work out before getting attorneys involved um, and see if you cannot repair that issue going forward. So here is a tip for you. Consider going off the Amazon platform for enforcement if your trademark isn't registered yet with the USPTO. People also ask me, how can I enforce my brand on the Amazon platform if I become prey to counterfeit predators or gray market sharks? Keep in mind, the longer these sharks remain on your listing, the more money you are losing and the more your brand is being devalued. If you know they are a nefarious seller or they're China-based and clearly a counterfeiter and you have had some prior success in um, dealing with Amazon counterfeiters in the past, you, again, might want to report directly to Amazon. When you go directly to Amazon, use their online infringement reporting forms. Save your complaint IDs that are mailed to you after reporting. These could come in handy later. If you have to submit multiple demand letters to Amazon, make sure you include those complaint IDs in the follow-up letters. If the third party is selling a counterfeit product, make sure you clearly outline the material differences in your products and those that the third party is selling. Remember, materially different goods are not considered genuine because they are confusingly different. And courts have defined material difference broadly. It is virtually any difference that exists between the authorized goods and unauthorized goods that a consumer would likely consider relevant when purchasing the products. Still further, the unauthorized resale of a materially different trademark product can constitute trademark infringement. Now, courts have found that the voiding of services and warranties associated with a product create a material difference in the product and the likelihood of confusion. However, keep in mind that not all courts agree. Amazon does not seem very receptive to this position, and the law does evolve. So be sure to discuss with an attorney your particular situation and the ramifications of making such claims. Examples of material differences for China-based goods are commonly as follows. Quality of the products, size and dimension variations, logo distortions, and for gray market activity, the lack of a manufacturer's warranty, post-purchase customer service, and rebates can be considered. So when trying to remove these third parties using the Amazon platform, Don't mention the fact that the seller is unauthorized because remember, Amazon doesn't care about unauthorized sellers and this seems to confuse Amazon. Stay on point that you are dealing with a counterfeiter. Amazon considers that sellers should address issues between sellers off the platform and Amazon just generally is not going to help you enforce your intellectual property. Are test buys feasible? When test buys are possible, 
be sure to provide the order number, submit the demand to Amazon immediately, and tell Amazon you'll provide photographic evidence of the differences between the products upon request. Now, I've never had Amazon come back and ask me for photos, but having those just in case are really helpful, I think. If a test buy is not feasible for any reason, perhaps the counterfeit is coming straight from China and you don't have time, or it looks like it could be a month before it can be shipped, argue to Amazon that the seller is shipping products from countries in which you do not manufacture or distribute your brand. Amazon allegedly requires test buys, but a vast majority of counterfeit seller removals can be done without a test buy. The requirement isn't the test buy per se. Amazon wants to confirm that there is a material difference if they are going to be removing a third-party seller on that basis, and you should too. So if doing a test buy isn't feasible, submit the counterfeit seller removal demand anyway and explain to Amazon the material differences. If Amazon doesn't honor the demand, you might want to escalate by utilizing a law firm. I've learned that Amazon might be a bit more responsive to correspondence coming from law firms. How can you be proactive in the protection of your brand name? So first of all, register your trademark to protect your business. File your trademark application sooner rather than later. Get the ball rolling because it can take at least six to eight months before you have that registration certificate in hand. And that's assuming a smooth application process. There is an examination process with trademarks when you file an application with the United States Patent and Trademark Office or the USPTO. You aren't granted protection just because you file an application. Amazon is very resistant to enforcing non-registered IP rights. And in fact, Amazon generally takes the position that it's not there to help you enforce your rights. However, it will remove counterfeit sellers generally in the interest of protecting consumers. And you do need to have a trademark registration to make that claimed basis. Hence, registering your trademark is the most effective way to protect your brand so that it can grow over time. And you can register your trademark on your own at uspto.gov, or you can outsource this process to a law firm that can handle the filing, the prosecution, the docketing, the maintenance, and even the enforcement for you. Also, consider filing your trademark application in the European Union. It actually moves a lot faster than in the U.S. You can file in the U.S. first and then file in the European Union. Also, consider other international platforms where you're selling, like Canada, Mexico, and the U.K. If you're selling on these international platforms on Amazon, you need to register your trademark in the relevant jurisdictions if you desire to enforce your rights in those jurisdictions. Now note, I mentioned Canada, and it actually moves a lot slower than the U.S. So if expediency is important to you in your trademark application, the European Union is a great option. You also want to consider tightly controlling your channels of distribution from the outset. Go back and revisit your distribution agreements. If you've been around for a while, make sure they're tight. Make sure that these distribution agreements address e-commerce distribution. Make sure your distributors remain compliant. 
We are living in this new world with e-commerce, and these agreements need to be revised and closely monitored going forward. Keep on top of Amazon and the new tools it might roll out to help brand owners, such as brand registry, transparency, and the new Project Zero. Amazon is a constantly changing and evolving platform. Stay educated, stay involved. Once your trademark is registered with the USPTO, you'll be eligible for Amazon's brand registry program at that point. And this registry allows you to have a bit more control over your product pages and your brand name. So customers are more likely to see the correct information associated with your brand. In order to qualify your product for Amazon's brand registry program, you must have a brand name that has an active registered trademark. It must be on the principal register. You must have an associated government registered trademark number from the United States, Brazil, Canada, Mexico, Australia, India, Japan, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, the UK, and the EU as a whole. And again, I suggest recording those trademarks with U.S. Customs to help prevent the importation of counterfeit goods into the U.S. Ensuring success on the Amazon platform really requires you to be 100% alert and proactive. Brand protection is a never-ending endeavor. There will always be predators and gray market sharks making an effort to devour the equity you're working so hard to build in your brand. You must always be proactive in warding off these relentless nuisances so that you can preserve and increase the value of your brand over time. And remember, the tools that Amazon provides are ever-evolving as well. That's all for this episode, and thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you loved it, and I hope you found it of value. Thanks for listening to Trademarks Made Easy with Susie Hickson, the private label lawyer. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts or at theprivatelabellawyer.com. Remember, the information provided in the Trademarks Made Easy podcast should not be construed as legal advice. It's for informational and entertainment purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. Also, I'm not your attorney. You should engage with an attorney to discuss your specific legal issues. And finally, while I have taken precautions to ensure that the content of my podcast is current and accurate, errors can occur. And thankfully, like us, the laws are ever evolving. In our next episode, I'll be talking about how selecting your trademark for your private label products is actually more important than naming your kid. Yeah, you heard that right. So I'll see you in the next episode. And remember, never stop learning.